0: and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile podcast, episode 207. Recession-proof your fertility journey. Listen up. Hey loves, this week we're gonna dive into something that I'd be remiss if I did not bring your attention to. Now, that's all of the reporting and news about this recession. Now, depending on your perspective, there are some saying there isn't going to be one. There are some saying that we're knee deep in one. But look, we are not going to talk about it in the way that people typically talk about it. We have to be smarter than that when we're living this journey. We are aware that this is a possibility out there, but we're going to take on this topic from a different angle because doom, gloom, and scare tactics abound and they come as cheap as a fake Chanel bag and are about as gross. Certainly, as I said, there can be some debate about whether this recession is even happening, but that's not the point. We are hearing it from all ends, and we have to address it as women with dreams. Here's why this matters right now. If you follow the scare tactics and the chicken little sky is falling narrative on this journey, you are setting yourself up to fail and fail big in ways that you will likely live to regret. Now, if that doesn't get your attention, I don't know what will. I want to be really clear about something. I'm not a financial advisor, nor do I play one on TV. Thank God. TV is full of dumb you down propaganda anyway, and I don't want any part of that. And the vast majority of people know nothing about this journey who are talking about all of this stuff. The information I'm giving you is really some practical considerations that women on this journey should be thinking about. Because this journey has more at stake than the historically predictable ebbs and flows of financial markets. All of that being said, you have a brain, so use it and analyze what I'm going to be sharing with you and take it for what it's worth. And by the way, I have a really cool journal page that we created to go along with this week's podcast. Want it? Click the link in the show notes. Or in the email that announced this episode, and we'll get it over to you right away. And also be sure to check your spam or promotions folder once you sign up to get that, because sometimes our emails get filtered. But in any event, the news loves to make recessions out to be the scary prospect that we're all going to die from. But the truth is, depending on how many years you have lived as of today, you've probably lived through at least three recessions, small, medium, and large. They tend to happen every 10-ish years and are connected to historical events that precede them. In the 20th century, if we use World War II as our starting point, we saw recessions in 1945, 1949, all on the heels of the demobilization we had during the war effort. And then again in 1953, around the time of what we call in the States, the Korean War. Then again in 1957, 1960, 1970, 1973 through 75. 1980 through 82, 1990 through 1991, 2001, 2008 through 2009, and then again in 2020. I'm sure that with those dates, you're getting what I'm putting down, sister. Each of these recessions lasted for varying durations and were of varying degrees. These are documented facts. So think about it. If you were born in the 80s, you've lived through four recessions and survived to tell about it. You aren't living on the side of the road somewhere and your family isn't still talking about the recession on 1982. These are cycles. They pass. People got resourceful, created opportunities, and some absolutely thrived during that time. How you fare in all of this ultimately comes down to your belief system, not only about yourself, but about your prospects in general. If you are in lack and scarcity, you will believe the garbage spewed by the news and you'll stock up on canned tuna and rice, cut coupons on Sunday mornings, and just wait for the doom to wash over your house. But if you are smart, you are going to be looking for facts, not scare tactics. The quality of your decisions will be way better when you do. And on this journey, if you're serious about success, you can't afford to make lame decisions. It's about smart decisions, not cheap decisions. Let's take one moment to talk about being cheap, stingy and penny pinching on this journey because it's just not smart. It's short sighted. And in certain circumstances, it's dumb as fuck. And we are tempted to do that when we are bombarded on all sides about this impending economic doom. In fact, most of the wisdom we've gotten about money, it's just not going to apply to this journey because we aren't talking about buying a car. We aren't talking about buying a house we're talking about your baby. This baby is not a commodity. You have to think differently because the considerations are completely fucking different. A deal on a house or a car, that shit will always come around. But on this journey, not bruh. It ain't the same. Not even fucking close. This is where you have to get out of the weeds and focus on your goal. Do you want this baby or not? Are you going to let what's going on in the economy, which is completely out of your individual control, decide for you whether you are going to be holding your baby. Think about that. If you are, I'm not sorry to tell you that, doll, you got bigger problems. It blows my mind when I observe women bitch and complain about what they are investing in having this baby, yet they don't have a peep to say about what it costs to raise a child. In this grand scheme of things, do you think you're going to complain one bit about any of that nonsense when your baby calls you mama for the first time? Seriously, are you going to be thinking about how much you invested to bring this baby here when you drop them off for kindergarten and see them in their little backpack heading to class? Because if you're going to be thinking about money in those moments, you've got bigger problems, mama, and you might want to unfuck the whole situation And you have to ask yourself if your lack and scarcity is flat out blocking your baby. Okay? Just laying it out there, putting it down. Because you got to ask, are you putting energy out into the universe to this baby's soul that they are too expensive, that you're bitterly resentful of them, and how they're going to make you dip into your precious savings? Like, who wants to step into that shit? Or do you want to be the woman who says, baby, you are worth every fucking dime? And you know what? mama is resourceful as fuck. I make my own economy and I figure shit out. If I have to side hustle, I will be singing your lullaby and your song the whole fucking time. Okay. You get to pick which side you're on when it comes to this stuff. Now, the other thing that I want to raise here in this context, when we're talking about all this sky is falling nonsense and our our typical tendency to want to shrink back, be paralyzed, and stop the pursuit of our dreams just because the news is telling us the world is falling apart, most of us were taught to be afraid of problems. Most of us were taught to be afraid of the unknown. But problems and the unknown are opportunities. You have to understand that. Problems have solutions. And if you are going to be successful on this journey, you have to focus on the solution. You've got to find the solution. Your focus cannot be on the problem. You have to be looking at the solution. You can't afford to be paralyzed because life keeps moving forward, whether you like it or not. Opportunities keep rolling, whether you take them or not. Whether you are left behind comes down to how you respond and really how you are under pressure. When things are crazy, you've got to take risks. Here's the deal. People talk about playing it safe, but what the fuck does that even mean? Safe according to who? Safe according to whose dreams? Because if that person doesn't suffer a day on this journey, they don't know what it's like to have this longing in your heart to have this baby. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to quote unquote safe. Now, we also get paralyzed by our fear of making mistakes when here's the deal. Not taking action is the fucking mistake. Okay? And look, I get it. This is a lot coming in your direction, but I'm not going to be the motherfucker who didn't bother to let you in on the secret. You may not like this, but that doesn't mean it's not true. You have to remember your deepest values, mama, not the shit people tell you to value. What other people think of your choices, it won't mean shit in the end. You know, so we have this alleged economic crisis looming. But when you go around and you look, restaurants are full, Louis Vuitton's got a line waiting outside of it. High-end stores all over the place. They got people shopping in there. I promise you, I was at the Galleria in Houston a couple weekends ago and I'm like, "Huh, doesn't look like the economic crisis to me at all. People are buying." And yes, during economic times that are uncertain, the way that people buy is just different. It doesn't mean that they aren't buying, okay? Life keeps moving forward, and if you allow chicken little to run your life and your journey, sorry mommy, you're going to be fucked. So, here's what you've got to know if you want to recession proof your fertility journey. And oh yeah, I mean, just to remind you, if I have created a really cool journaling page for you to use with this episode. So, if you want it, click the link in the show notes or in the email that was announcing this episode. So, here's what you have to know. Number 1. Rather than cutting back, you simply have to make each cycle count. Let me say that again. Rather than cutting back, you focus on making each cycle count. You don't cut back. You just make each cycle count by covering your bases. You show up mind and body. If you're doing an IVF or other assisted technologies, you aren't going to be buying back alley medications. You buy real meds. You don't skip on your clean diet. You go ovaries deep into this. You pay extra for your organics. You hire a food delivery company, if that's a way to make sure that you're actually eating clean in the way that you say you want to eat so that you can be clear and consistent with what you say that you want. You want to give this the best possible chance you can, okay? So you got your mind right. You've got to be eating right. you got to be doing the things that you know are going to support you. You don't pull back from those things, not when the chips are down, okay? And you quit promising yourself that you're going to do something about your mindset because you can't afford to walk into your next treatment with the janky garbage in your head about what you can or cannot do because you'll beat yourself up if you do. OK, you will wonder if you could have done better. And, and you know the answer to that, if you're honest, you've got to double down on what you're doing. Show up 100 percent at each at bat when things are rough in the economy. You have to use each opportunity wisely and to its best advantage. Can you imagine showing up to an IVF cycle that you are paying for out of pocket with a junk mindset, expecting to fail? Like, how's that working out for you? So many women think that they're going to just scrape by with, let me just see how this cycle goes before I get into this mindset stuff. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine if Serena or Venus said, you know, I'm just going to go play tennis. I'm not getting my head in the game right before Wimbledon. I mean, how does that make any sense? Can you see how ridiculous that thinking is? Oh, just let me drop this $25,000 without my T's crossed, I's dotted, and see if I can just get away with that. It's the essence of penny wise and pound foolish. With the average couple dropping upwards of $60,000 on fertility treatments, mindset is by comparison some cheap insurance that not only are you doing your best, you will know what to do next. You will have the kind of resilience it takes to keep going when everyone else is telling you to quit, all right? You've got to make each cycle count, double down, make the investment. So that's the first thing. The second thing that you've got to know is money is right under your nose. So be resourceful. You have money, don't act like you don't. We always find the money for the things we truly want. You can see this truth throughout your life if you are honest. Just as a side note on this too, people get butthurt about fertility treatments that aren't covered by insurance. And, and it kind of makes me smile when I hear that because it's like as if your insurance company should give two shits about whether or not you have a baby. It's your dream, not theirs. Wonderful if you have that kind of insurance, mazel tov. But there's no reason to complain or feel sorry for yourself if you don't. Are you really going to go to your grave not having your baby just because your insurance didn't cover it? Would you not get life-saving treatment just because your insurance didn't cover it? Seriously. The other thing you've got to consider is using resources that typically get hammered during inflationary periods or when the markets are getting absolutely trashed. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, what does that mean, Roseanne? Well, observing the women that I work with, you know, this could be a situation where it, you're maybe looking at taking loans from your 401k, tapping into rainy day funds, looking for forgotten bank accounts, liquidating crypto. I mean, look, like I said, I'm not a financial advisor and I'm not telling you what to do. What I am encouraging you to do is fucking think, think. Just from a practical standpoint, your 401k was worth more this time last year than it's worth today. Depending on what your investments are, it could be down 30%, 30% gone poof. You could have borrowed that money and you have money working and you just ultimately pay yourself back, right? You have to make your money work for you now because that money's gone. That 30% is not going to catch up for some time just looking at the markets. You could have made that work for you on this journey. Okay. And you got to remember that's your money, not the banks. You are paying yourself back with interest. Now, there are times when taking a more creative approach with your finances is way smarter than just leaving it unused in an account that's dropping 10% a month while inflation is going through the roof. You've got to think there's money all around. And when you understand, it's hilarious to me when you understand fractional banking. And how you put your money in and the banks go play with that and lend it like a hundred times what you've deposited out. Yet they charge you interest on your, you know, for using your own money. It's just freaking crazy. So, but you got to beat these people at their own game. There's money all around and there are ways to use money, find financial resources that are way more intelligent than clinging tightly to your pennies. It's called leverage. Go do your research. And again, I'm not a financial advisor, nor do I have to be. This is an invitation to think, okay? Now, the third thing that you've got to keep in mind if you want to recession-proof your journey is perhaps the most important. You have got to stop making fear-based choices. Steady hands win. Scared money never wins, according to Mr. Austin. And I absolutely believe him. I see this in practice all the time. You have to keep your eye on the goal. What is going to move you forward on this journey? Be smart here. You've tried the diets. You're doing treatments. Ask the critical thinking question of what else can you do to support your success? Be resourceful and think. You don't have to have every little thing that gets waved in your face, but you've got to think. How can you do your absolute best for yourself, mind, and body? Why is mind important? Because that's the thing that keeps you going, okay? Your mind will give out way before your body ever will. And you can thank one of my Pilates instructors for for putting that one in my brain. I'm like, she's right. Instead of thinking about the money you don't have or what you've invested in this journey so far, think about how you can build on the experience that you have. Ask yourself, how can I build upon this? You've got to think like a problem solver. Make values-based decisions, not fear-based ones. You say you value being a mom, so make sure your actions demonstrate that. Don't be one of these sad, slimy freeple that are just looking to bottom feed, get free shit, and hope that's going to work, right? Someone used that term the other day, and it made me laugh out loud. Freeple. Don't be one of those people that's just looking for free shit, hoping that all the free shit's going to solve their problems. Fuck that. It's gross. And it only reinforces whatever lack you think you have in your life. Now, I realize that what I've shared with you here might fly in the face of everything you've been taught about what's quote unquote smart during a recession or when there are scary financial times. But sister, you can Susie Orman your way through the rest of your life, not when it comes to this journey, not when you've been on this journey for years. The clock is ticking and nothing seems to be working. You've got to be smarter than that. You've got to live a little and go for this dream like your hair's on fire. Antiquated notions of retiring at 55 are absurd these days anyway. You have a life to live and a baby to raise. The smartest fucking thing you can do to make each cycle count is to think and ask for help. You can, you can either take months and years to try to figure that out, or you can ask for help from someone who knows how, okay? And when it comes to mindset and coaching women how to win on this journey, that is me. If you wanna be part of the magic that women all over the world are bringing to each one of their cycles, you can be part of my signature live coaching program. My Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months fucking recession or not and say hell yes to covering their bases, mind and body. So you don't have to look back on this time in your life with regret. I work with women who are committed to success. To apply for your interview for this program, go to my website, www.frommaybe2baby.com, and apply for an interview there. My methodologies help women around the world make their mom dreams come true. Their results speak for themselves. If you don't have a mindset for success on this journey, baby, you got a gaping hole in your strategy. Let's fix that shit and set you up for success. Till next time, change your mindset